0: George, George, catch these hands, Pickens. It's because George Pickens is the kind of name where, like, he's going to find you in a bar in like s- central Georgia and tell you that you're about to catch these uh-huh. hands, and you are. It's like just a such a southern, like, ass whipping name. Mm-hmm. You know what George I mean? George Pickens. And also, yeah, yeah. George Pickens is a dude who beats you half to death with an axe handle after you, like, <laughs> touch his sister. And you know what? Good for him.
1: Welcome to Chapel Bell Curve, stats-focused podcast about UJ football. I'm Justin. And I'm Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll just leave that in. Nathan's still downloading uh, all the stats into his brain, so uh, bad connection, I guess. No, but uh, we are coming to you from our houses like we normally do, but what's really exciting about this episode is that we just got all of our new equipment in. We have revamped the entire... Chapel Bell Curve, everything like our microphones are new, our preamps are new, our cords are new, our headphones are new. Like all the things that we could possibly have are new now, and that is honestly because of y'all. So if you are somebody that's contributed to the podcast once or you've been contributing since the very beginning, like uh, Abby Vincent Key, then thank you because we have not paid for any of this that we are speaking into and listening and, yeah. through.
0: Yeah, and to be clear, if we didn't have the money from you, amazing people, we would not have gotten these. So no, not at all, because we had. Yeah, like barely adequate equipment, and that was enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's really an understatement. I, I bought the cheapest mic and swing arm com- swing arm combo that I could get on mm-hmm. Amazon, and that was kind of awesome. That that oh, like yeah. that was not awesome. That was all I could do. So this is a huge a huge step up. Although this is I a do, huge upgrade, I do worry that like our quality might go down just for this episode while I figure out how the how the crap I'm supposed to do this.
1: Oh, yeah, we're going to it's going to be a second until we figure everything out because we're not just working with microphones that are like, you just yell into it.
0: Yeah, duh. <laughs> just yell. Uh, don't you don't have to. Th- there's no subtlety. It's it really just funny plugs when, into the outlet on the wall. And it's like yeah, uh, one of those like it, it, glade air fresheners. <laughs> I, I don't want to I don't want to get to like inside baseball here. But one of the things I do think is funny is that uh, the better your mic is, the less sensitive it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. Because your polar pattern is narrower, I guess. Yeah. Narrower narrower much narrower the result of that is that i now currently feel like i'm about to like sweetly kiss this mic that's the this, point hello everyone i'm glass.
1: <laughs> you gotta sound a lot more bored than that eyeglass always sounds so bored he's like uh, i guess we're talking about <clears throat> um uh, football today and uh yeah don't uh yeah, don't yeah. don't change that tune don't don't turn the knob Stay
0: wait with wait us. don't Wait, wait! Don't tell <laughs> me. Arizona State's <laughs> only college football podcast. Ooh, it's very that was, sexy. That was one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite. Uh, which we're now kind of, sort of on a network with. That was yeah. one of my favorite SB Nation podcast. Was when they uh, shut down Fullcast, did the previews, but as each teams, as one teams, like. So, are you okay over there? Oh yeah, I just hit the
1: microphone. Everything's just so close to my face let's talk about football then so we are here for the arkansas state preview this is the arkansas state preview uh this is that was heavily regarded going into the season uh looking at the schedule from the off season as just another cupcake game but what's funny about it is relatively speaking this is the toughest game that we have played so far and that's some people would say that's not saying much but actually that is saying something and we're going to prove that through stats um uh, I'm pretty excited about it because that was one of my subjective narratives going in and it is a subjective narrative but it can very easily be proven through statistical analysis
0: which we're going to talk about. But what kind of things are you hearing about this game Nathan? Well I mean I think I I mean I have read some places that this is the best team we've played so far and I I think people have started you know I thought last week I thought that we were kind of going out on a limb and we might be pumping this team up too much Uh, but it seems like that A lot of the other a lot of other people are kind of taking our take and are seeing what we're seeing in terms of, you know, this is a really incredible team um, talent wise and speed wise and just sort of scary good uh, and in a lot of places. So it actually has been interesting going through this week to see other people line up with us. I mean, mm-hmm. not like not like that <laughs> no one in the media is lining up for or against us because we don't have enough publicity for them to care, but I do think it's interesting that you know, the stats are backing up what people are seeing, and you know I, and I do want to say, and uh, I was talking to dog sports, which are dog stats, which is a very, very good Twitter account that you should be following on, yes, uh, on Twitter, but I was talking to dog stats today, and he was pointing out that like you know it's important to note that we're not trying to be predictive here. And I and I sort of wrote about this. I sort of got into this in my first SB Nation uh, sports or dog sports uh-huh. column, which, by the way, I'm writing. It very a, good, by a, the way. I'm writing. A, oh, thank you. I'm writing a weekly column uh, at dog sports about what advanced stats can tell us about UGA football. So I kind of touched on this in the first stat in the first run through. You know, none of these stats are really predictive or let me rephrase. We are not using the stats in a predictive manner. Right. No one should take our takes and then start spending money on them. I don't think anybody is, but I just want to point that out. And the reason for that is that, A, we're dealing with an incredibly small sample size, even with, you know, there are there are some data points that will use last year's data like SP plus will do that. uh, FEI will do that. But even with those, that is like at best an inelegant measure of returning production. Mm -hmm. So. You know, everything we say comes with the caveat of that we are two games in. And I said this earlier about George Pickens, but I think it really is sort of relevant to UGA's team as a whole. And I don't really think anything we've seen, to, you know, affirmatively tells us that UGA is a great team this year. However, I think that we've seen some things where they are checking boxes on the way to being a great team. So yep. when we talk about these stats and we preview these teams and we talk about what we expect to see, I'm less saying, hey, bet the spread one way or the other. I don't give a about the spread. Like, I, I, I really don't care about gambling. However, what I do want to tell, what I what I am trying to get people to do is not to predict the outcome of the games, but rather to be more informed when they watch the game. You know, I have the best possible viewing experience personally whenever I am, able to watch a game and know why and how things are happening so anyway that was just like a little digression but ultimately it's something i've been thinking about a lot and as we talk about like you know this is the best team we've played and here's the stats we're seeing i want everybody to keep that in the context of we're not telling you how the game's going to turn out although we are going to predict we're just saying here's things that we think you should look at here's things we think are going to be relevant to this game going into it
1: That's a great segue because now we can get into what people are are saying they think is going to happen this game. So we can talk a little bit about kind of where this team has come from. We are playing the Arkansas State Red Wolves, which I got to say, hats off to you, Arkansas. That's a uh, pretty neat mascot. Yeah, Uh,
0: that's that's just an objectively good mascot.
1: I like that Red Wolf. Uh, I think it's yeah, if, if it's anything like the Red Panda, I'm very into it. Those dudes are super cool. Red Wolves are Red Wolves are very cool let's talk about this team and what we know about them. So we do know Gus Malzahn spent the 2012 season there. And because of that, a lot of his fingerprints are kind of all over this team still. Uh, They're not exactly recruiting the same as an Auburn team is recruiting just because it's the Sun Belt and it's not the SEC. But there are a lot of pieces that you might find familiar in this Arkansas state team that you have seen in Auburn just from watching games past. And so we can kind of get into what this team has done in the past, and uh, I'm going to get some information from Winzpedia real quick. Uh, we have played Arkansas State twice as Georgia between the years of 1997 and 2001. We won both times, and uh, the largest margin of victory was 38 to seven. But this team's all-time record is sitting right at, right under uh, 500. They're 95th as far as all-time records go. They're 474, 488, and 37. They have been to nine bowl games. They were in a bowl game last year that they did very well in uh they've never won a national championship it is still sunbelt team uh another really interesting piece of information from them, they have won 12 conference championships so this is a good team this is a good well, they, uh, as far the, as sunbelt
0: goes they're in the sunbelt yeah
1: they're yeah. in the sunbelt and so as far as the sunbelt goes like this is the same conference that you got to see that georgia state team whoop up on tennessee uh the sunbelt also has who else unlv which is really nothing all that much to say right this uh moment it's not necessarily a lot of people like to regard these as like cupcake games and that sort of thing, but there is still some merit in games like this and it's easy enough just to kind of go down the list of players and kind of see uh, what this team does well. And we're going to look into a few stats and see what they do well and kind of see where their weaknesses lie the most and what we will probably see Georgia exploit. But uh, before we get into that, we're going to keep talking about uh, some other games uh, in in recent history that are, are pretty important. So, a lot of, I've seen a few headlines talking about last year, the Arkansas state played Alabama in Tuscaloosa. So I imagine that a lot of people are going to try to compare this UGA game to Alabama of last year, since these teams are still fairly similar as far as just makeup goes and returning uh, production goes, but Alabama beat them 57 to seven, uh, pretty handily. But then the year before that, uh, they gave Nebraska a lot of trouble. They were actually leading them at some points. The game ended up being, uh, going in Nebraska's favor, 43, 36. And, um, this year, this team is is really neat. A lot of people are probably hearing about the the coach. Um, his name is yeah. not Adam Anderson. What is his name? Blake Anderson. Blake Anderson. Thank you. It's not Adam Anderson. That is somebody else entirely different. Uh, Blake Anderson. And uh, Blake Anderson's wife just passed away this past month, uh, and not even this past month, like two weeks ago, after a two year uh, battle with breast cancer, which is awful and terrible. And as somebody who's only been married for a little over a year, I can't imagine not going anywhere without my spouse and this person that i've decided to spend my life with so i can't imagine what he's going through but i really appreciate the way the uga's uh fan base has responded and i expect to see people turn out this saturday which is going to be really neat um but with that in mind i know this team is like super hyped because coach was gone the first game and they did not expect him to be back last week but he came back and then the team got they, they blew out unlv 43 17 and just totally uh they were super excited and it definitely showed in the stats line but I expect that to kind of carry over into this week and then to kind of ride that wave. And I'm excited to see kind of how that manifests itself in this
0: game. But I also I can I just can we back up slightly because you were you had all of this data like looking real good. One of the one of the things that I wanted to just point out is that the Red Wolves is like I think one of the better mascots in the United States. Like easily. I, I really love it because of its specificity. Like it's really nice that it's like not just the wolves, which is boring, but the red wolves, which is cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, hear I don't. It. I I don't know. I don't know. I just, I really I really love
1: it. I don't know much about red wolves, and if I had more time right now, I would probably look it up and kind of go through. But it's like a coyote, but we'll learn more about it later. But let's kind of talk about this team a little bit. What do you think? You want to do something? Um.
0: Yeah. So you mean Arkansas State?
1: Yeah, this team, this Arkansas State team. Yeah,
0: so this is the team that was one of the cradles of Gus Malzahn's offense. If you'll recall, Gus Malzahn left um, left Auburn for one year, and like you said in 2012, and he was in Arkansas State, and then he came back into Auburn after. Oh uh, shoot, what's his name? He went five and seven, then he won the national championship, and then he went he was bad again. A- after Gene Chizik got fired, he came back to Auburn and left Arkansas State, but um Malzon is an, uh was an arkansas native still mm-hmm. is an arkansas native <laughs> so he <laughs> didn't um, change Yeah, hasn't changed he he didn't change his birthplace um but he has a lot of roots in that te- in that state and in particular i think arkansas state still sort of, still sort of has his dna um arkansas state in terms of in terms of you know culturally they're really interesting they do the camouflage thing they have a weird field they have a tree stand in their stadium which is Honestly, like just straight up pretty dope. I, I love it. But <laughs> as as a total redneck, uh well not really, but as someone who is sort of playing redneck on TV, I really love it. <laughs> um But I you know, I think the the core of this team is gonna be sort of it, at the very least, Malzon adjacent. So what does that mean? So we we think of the of the Auburn offense as being uh a run heavy spread or a pass spread offense but it's really not it's really an inside run offense and if anything one of the biggest problems that malzahn's had in the past few years is that he hasn't had a quarterback quarterback who can run and then work the pass off of the run like he had with nick nick marshall mm-hmm. and cam newton so I, I i suspect that we will see good we will see a good running team we will see we will have to defend well so let's talk about arkansas state's strengths so we can kind of walk down the line
1: of offense defense and then kind of talk about signature players but what do you know about arkansas state what are they good at
0: okay so you know arkansas state the malzahn blueprint is all over this team they're gonna run inside zone a lot mm-hmm. they're gonna run inside zone with stretched out splits in their wide receivers they're gonna run some plays off of that they're not gonna run a lot of plays but they're gonna run them with uh speed this is a very good offensive line um offensive line they have a 57.4 opportunity rate which is 27th ranked in the nation that means that you know 27 uh, percent of their runs go for more than five yards which is uh, pretty good and 57 percent of their runs yeah. 57 yeah 57 for a 20 ranked twenty-seventh. yeah there you um, go. this is I mean this is just a solid line even even over a small sample size, and even with their uh, the schedule that they faced, they beat SMU thirty seven to uh, thirty in the first weekend, and then they whipped the crap out of UNLV as you said forty three to seventeen last weekend. But even having sp- uh, faced that, a fifty seven point four opportunity rate is pretty good. They have a hundred percent power success rate, which tells you that they're good at moving bodies inside. Again, you know you got to adjust for opponent, but that's still pretty good. Twenty seventh ranked sack rate two point seven percent um their stock rates are very good on both standard and sa- uh standard and passing downs 2.6 percent uh sack rate on passing downs is pretty good especially since even though this is a run oriented team this is still a team that's going to throw out a pretty good deal um they have a below average stuff rate even though they have a good power success rate so what that tells me is that they're you know they're they're popping off big gains and they're pretty good at getting you know above average and average carries but they are getting blown up in the backfield occasionally. That's just something to look for. Um, I think that we have the defensive line to take advantage of, of something like that. Uh, let's see. Offensively, also, they have a pretty good quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, Logan Bonner, right? 54 of 87 this year, 608 yards, six TDs, one interception, only sacked twice on the year. You know, I mean, they're just a good team. They're a good mm-hmm. group of five team. I mean, they're not They're not UCF. No. Uh, but they are, you know, they're good. They're a
1: solid team with, yeah, I mean, they're skill players in the in the skill positions like they have uh, a few good defensive ends. We're going to see a lot of pass rushing and they've got a, a fairly decent quarterback and a great run game. And they're not nearly as deep as, of course, anybody we're going to play after this point. But they're a good looking team and this is not a team that we should definitely sleep on. It's not going to be a cupcake game like everybody is uh, kind of pinning this as. And I think that we are going to get surprised at least a couple times and this is going to look like a dress rehearsal for Notre Dame As as good as it can get this will be a dress rehearsal
0: yeah so you know can we do you want to talk about the overall ratings i think you know we can come yeah. back to the individual stats later but mm-hmm. i think that the overall ratings are really important here because they kind of give us a they give us a lay of the land for what we need to expect mm-hmm. so currently per S P plus currently this uh, arkansas state team is ranked 59th. Comparatively, Vander, Vanderbilt is ranked 72nd. Mm-hmm. So right you know, below average, si- yeah. Yeah. You said that this was going to be the hardest team that we played, and I really think they would, they will. I, this is a better offense than we faced to this point this year. They have some pass rush. I don't know to what extent we need to worry about their defense as a whole outside of the pass rush, although mm-hmm. I will say – And this has been pointed out. This is not like an original thought on my part. But I will say, you know, one of my concerns going into this game is that our offensive line, despite being dominant on pass downs, has gotten beaten at times on twists and stunts. Yes. They have that. They have the talent to twist and stunt. Yeah. So that's that's something that I'm not. I'm not super concerned about, like, to be clear, I think we're going to win this game, Mm -hmm. but I don't. This does not necessarily feel like it's going to be a cakewalk. I think people, my my prediction, my biggest prediction for this game is that people are going to get really, really pissy Mm -hmm. about, going to get really, really pissy about this game afterwards because we are not going to beat them as well as people think that we will.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be similar to the Vanderbilt game where we came came away from that game with people saying, Georgia's not as good as we thought they were, this and that. I mean, and that's the whole point of talking about these games for us is that we want to take the heat out of the hot takes. Like we yeah. want to talk about in Georgia did actually do super well in that Vanderbilt game. A score does not dictate how well a team did.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I, to be clear, I think we're going to win. Yeah. I just think that it's going to be not a 30 point game, but a, you know, a maybe a 20 point game.
1: Yeah. And that's fine. And maybe we'll get really surprised and it will be a 30 or 40 point game because as Kirby said in his press conference, he likes these noon games. So he can go home and maybe watch the night games with his family and kids. <laughs> Also, that, that boy likes to recruit. He does. So. He very much does. And he wants to hang out with uh, folks after the game and, and have a longer recruiting period. So yeah. you know, yeah. he's going to want to wrap this one up pretty fast before it gets too hot outside. <laughs> yeah. We did kind of move through. You were talking about some some pieces. On, you know, th- They have some skilled players. They have a really great pass rush. One thing that I think is really going to be important uh, on our offensive line is making sure is watching that, that right tackle slot that Cade Mays yeah. and uh, Jamari yeah. Sawyer are playing and just kind of see like, this is going to be really indicative of how they play next week. Cause I don't believe Isaiah Wilson will be back. And so this will be a pretty similar composition to what we see for the Notre Dame game. And that is our biggest glaring weakness right now. Uh, despite them playing uh, yeah. as well. As they have playing.
0: I, I don't know that it's a, it's not a weakness in this. I mean, it, it is our biggest concern. Yeah. I would not know it's that like it's, a, it's not like a Achilles It's not a weakness in the sense that I'm like, really worried about Mm -hmm. losing because of it but it is something that we need to keep an eye on yeah
1: i mean it'll be interesting to kind of see because that that's the probably the the lowest hanging fruit for other teams to at least take advantage of and it'll kind of see where those players are because i think we're going to be fine but it'll be really interesting to kind of watch how they respond to that yeah
0: i mean i I agree i agree yeah i know 100 percent. i also think you know this is one of those weird things where uh, one of those weird times where I do also, I wonder about just what this team look like looks like preparation-wise. Kirby uh, does not have a track record. Track record, Jesus. <laughs> Kirby does not have a track record of having teams not ready for big games. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is, I think that this, if, if it is treated as a game that, you know, we need to care about, I think actually this is a game that will win, you know, pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. But I am interested to see, to what extent does Kirby's team come in here or does this team come in and just genuinely try to, like, take this team apart? Because yeah. I think that the best possible outcome to this is that, you know, we we come in and sort of handle them not if not as easily as we did Murray State, but still pretty easily. And we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. What I would caution people is, though, that I don't think that that's a for sure thing. Yeah, right? I don't think that we should count on that because there's a lot of evidence that t- would tell you that this team—I mean, that this Arkansas State uh, Arkansas State team—at the very least—is going to provide a lot more resistance, I guess, than any other team we played this year. So that—that's really what I'm looking for. You know, I—I I, I pulled a few more stats. A couple of things I think is mm-hmm. sort of interesting. So to this point in the year arkansas state defi- despite their relative offensive you know the, their reputation is offensive prowess with the mouse on background and playing a spread option they actually are uh only averaging six yards per play as opposed to Georgia's 8.06 on the or 5.9 yards per play as opposed, to, as opposed to Georgia's 8.06 they've run several more plays 154 as opposed to 130 over the first two games they have gained about 100 fewer yards on offense and they've had two more drives so Overall, they are not nearly as success. They're not nearly as efficient as Georgia. They only have a success rate of forty three percent, which is just below average. Their passing success rate and their rushing success rate is just about even: forty two rushing, forty four passing. So you know, even though they are a team that has an has a uh, a reputation as being well, you would think they would have a, it would be a good running team. They actually relied more on the pass. They pass. They passed it sixty or fifty eight percent of the time that they've been passing. Um, their yards per pay play pass is a good deal bigger or a d- good deal larger than yards per play rush. They're averaging 6.6 yards per play pass this uh, this year as opposed to 4.95 yards per play rush um which to me is interesting because their passing success rate is only two points higher than the rushing success rate despite their yards per play being much higher and so that to me indicates that they are getting some big plays but their passing game has not been very efficient. They also this year they do as you said have a very good um, short, uh, short rush success rate of mm. 83%. But they, you know, if they actually are not that good at scoring um, touchdowns, well, so their scoring opportunity rate is at 50% right now, which means only 50% of their drives get inside the opponent's 40. their scoring opportunity uh touchdown rate is 62 which means they score touchdowns most of the times they get inside of the 40 but they seem to have stalled out drives more often than or about as often as not this time they only have only 31 of their drives this year have made it inside of the opponent's 20 so it seems to me like they might be relo- relying a little bit too much on explosiveness to this point in the year but even that isn't really shown in the numbers they only had of an explosive rate as t- of 12 percent um This is a really actually interesting team in terms of. This is a really interesting team in terms of stats, in terms of the advanced stats. Their opportunity opportunity rate of fifty four percent, rush success rate of forty two percent, and overall success rate of forty three percent would make you think that this was just a stock efficient team, but their relatively low opportunity rate, scoring opportunity rate, and their very low red zone drive rate, uh, kind of puts a lie to that. So it's very interesting. It'll be really interesting to see what profile of what profile we see from this team. Mm. You know, like oh, you know what actually now that I'm looking at the numbers, the real problem they have is that they have a standard they have a success rate on third down of 37%. Ooh. Yeah, so that actually I think third down I'm I've kind of I'm arriving at this take on the fly here, uh-huh. but I think I think third down is going to be a really important down. Um one of the you know, one of the things that I've been talking with Nick Toomey about on Twitter and he's brought this up on Twitter a couple of times is that third down success rate for Georgia is going to be a really important stat defensively. Yeah. However, I think in this game third down respect third down success rate for uh arkansas state might end up being sort of the key determiner yeah because if they're if their third down success rate is 37 percent off against unlv and uh smu that does not bode well against a much better team this year they also they all, they all have a passing down success rate of 28 percent. that's really weird for a team that that throws the ball 58 percent of the time their average yards to go third is 7.9 as opposed to Georgia's, which is five point four. Mm-hmm. That's really odd. It is really odd. That, that's that's just straight up befuddling. Actually, <laughs> like I, I'm sitting here reading these stats, and like genuinely, I'm having a hard time like parsing what is going on with them. Is it? Would you attribute it just to like the the small? Uh, yeah, I mean, data pool. A lot, pool? Is a lot that what of this. Yeah, a lot of it is definitely small sample size, right? But there there is part of it that's like even over a small sample size, we should be able to see trends matching up uh-huh. at least a little bit more than this. Uh, but yeah, small sample size is a lot of it. But what's really interesting is that even over two games, one of which was a blowout, that success rate on third down of only 37% is not very good. They have a 60% success rate on fourth down, but still, mm-hmm. that's still not great. Yeah. I don't know. I'm that. That's all I had. I, I just think, you know, this is a team that, I went it's really interesting this is a really good example of in in real time how stats can change your thinking because you go into these you go into these um summaries and you go into these previews with a certain if you go in with a certain idea in mind which you almost have to just because that's what a normal human would do you'll end up often talking yourself out of what you want to say which i mean honestly that's like what should happen yeah that 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 is the goal basically whenever you're when you're doing stats your goal is to call bs that's that's one of the things that i was talking about in um one of the things i was talking about in the column this week at dog sports was that you know we don't necessarily use stats to tell us what's going to happen we use stats to check our thinking yeah right and so ideally that's what you always want to do
1: i am really excited you, you touched on it a little bit just to talk about third down something that everyone's kind of been I've seen a lot in media and different sports columnists talking about Georgia's third down. And we kind of talked about it. And the reason why third down looks so rough right now, I think still, is because we just have been so efficient on standard downs. And so I don't think it's anything to worry about yet. But this will be an interesting team to where if we do get a third down more often, we'll have to see kind of how it goes. Because uh, just looking at their defensive line stats, they're 42nd ranked when it comes to pass down sack rate so that's when they're they're typically blitzing as most teams you know, tend to do more often than not and they're good for uh, 40th on uh, opportunity rate for the defensive line so they're, they're making sure that teams on third down are, are getting sacked more often and they're also making sure only 40 percent of the time the teams they're playing against are actually hitting that opportunity lines so they're getting the, the yards they need essentially so i'm just kind of curious to see how this affects our run game and how, if we do get a third down more often, how that affects Jake Fromm, and then in turn affects that potentially right tackle position, which I, I don't believe that's where they're going to attack from most often because Jake Fromm's going to see it coming more often. But yeah. who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, just a few different things to kind of look at and kind of think about going into this game. But
0: you know, it's really man. This is this is really intriguing. This game, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, we are. I agree. It's a small sample size thing. Yeah. so You can't. You can't, you know, you can't know everything yet. Yeah, you can't, and that's fine. But you can but, kind of look
1: at and see their personality at the very least. You can start to understand yeah. the team's personality. I, I think I think it's really intriguing. So let's talk about some players we'll be hearing about uh, if they're doing well this weekend. Running back for Arkansas State is Marcel Murray. He's the number one running back on this team. Last year he had five and a half. He was just over five and a half yards per attempt last year. Uh, which is really great. He was also 4.14 yards after contact, which are are two really great statistics uh, for any running back in any uh, conference, really. But I'm excited to see how he plays and how he does against our our huge offensive line. But uh, on the year already, he's at 136 yards. He's at 27 attempts. He hasn't had any touchdowns yet, but he just tends to be the guy that's able to move, uh, move the chains for this team. So we'll probably see him in standard downs and uh it seems like uh, bonner tends to go to the air when it comes to uh moments where they're they're looking to score in the red zone but that's marcel murray uh, another really interesting player on this team is their defensive end william bradley king and that's the guy that we're going to see on defense uh but t- it tends to be that uga plays really well against defenses that tend to have a star player i feel like uh, games that, that kind of come to mind last year is like kentucky who had some really awesome uh linebackers uh, the name escapes me right now if you'll help me josh allen josh Josh allen Allen. josh allen was outstanding but he didn't do anything in that kentucky game that's just because Mm -hmm. we're able to shut him down we're able to play uh kind of on the other side of the field and kind of play around him and change the game plan according to what josh allen was up to so this is somebody that's a really great pass rusher uh so we'll probably see him more on um, the passing downs but last year alone he was able to contribute 32 qb pressures out of 189 pass rush snaps and he's at two and a half sacks already this year over the last two games and so we'll see how he yeah. plays. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I do think right tackle is a concern. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I am really interested to see what this, what, like, I, I want to know what this team looks like when we have real pressure. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, I'm also really interested to see to what extent do we have faith in Cade Mays? Yeah, because that's like. I think to my admittedly, you know, very untrained eye that Cade Mays looks really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that his I think his length at the tackle position is something that you really can't teach. Um, And I'm interested to see how much faith they have in him to just roll him out there. Yeah, because one of the things one of the things that this will prepare us for Notre Dame for really well is that Notre Dame has three or four very, very good Defensive ends. Yes. Three or four defensive ends that are better than anyone on this defense. So if you can't trust Cade Mays against a defense that is good, but not as good as some of the ones that you're gonna you're about to play, you know, that's if not a concern, but something that we need to be checking up on. Right now, and albeit, you know, it could be that Jamari Sawyer just has a really good week at practice and then starts and does really good, but you know coming in Jamari Sawyer was always seen as more of a guard prospect. Mm-hmm. He is one of he was one of the better prospects that, you know, in offensive line in the past 30 years or whatever. So I guess their idea is like you can just play him anywhere and that that I think is real, but I still think that he he definitely is I I don't want to say out of position but he is more efficiently used in other places. You know, defensively overall, I I kind of broke down the Arkansas State's coming offense coming into this already. Yeah. But Defensively overall, Arkansas State is also a really interesting profile and obviously small sample size caveat, but they have a 16% havoc rate this year, which is only uh, 1% under Georgia's at 17% for the year. They are only giving up 4.98 yards per play, which Georgia's giving up 4.1. They've had 162 players run against them because they played two spread teams. They've given up 808, dri- 808 yards on 26 drives, about 300 more yards than Georgia on two more drives. Uh, What's interesting, though, is Georgia is like really, really killing it on success rate this year defensively. Uh They are only they are only surrendering a success rate of 32 percent with a rush success rate of 37 and a pass of 29. And that is the success rate margin between these two defenses is pretty stark uh, in the sense that Georgia's is above average. And uh, Arkansas State's is just basically flat average uh, coming in at 41 percent success rate, 44 rush, 38 pass that that those success rate numbers alone would make me think that we're going to see a heavy dose of uh swift this year or that this year well yeah that's true but also in this game specifically you know breaking everything down by pass oh this is really interesting so arkansas state success rate uh 35% on first down 50% on second down uh 36% on third down and 40% on fourth down their standard down success rate, or their their passing down success rate, their surrendering is thirty five percent, but their standard down success rate surrendered is sixty two percent, which is just straight bad. So I'm really interested. I, I I just I'm really interested to see if we try to continue to air it out to set up for Notre Dame, or we just take what the defense gives us, because these numbers tell you that the defense is giving you. Just run the ball. I mean, right now Arkansas State's defense is surrendering a, is surrendering a short rush success rate of eighty seven percent. You can just get yards against these guys. So I'll be really interested to see.
1: So let's get into. We've kind of talked about things we want to see, but let's kind of give it like an action item, like walk away from the meeting. Uh, viewpoint. Okay. Like, give me some bullet points of things you want to see, real quick.
0: I mean, this is a team that we should be dominant against defense, or dominant against in terms of running the ball. Yeah. So if. I I have every faith that we are going to dominate them running the ball. My can, my question is, you know, can we run the ball and still find places to pass just to get in the right mi- get in the right mindset, and prepare ourselves for um, Notre Dame? Yeah, against whom it is not going to be easy to run the ball. I'm also uh, one of my other like big action items, and this is just sort of like an action item for the entire year for this, you know, going forward for this offensive line especially is. What are we going to do? How are we going to look in pass protection against stunts and twists? Because we've already put some pretty bad tape out there uh, in terms of stunts and twists. So, you know, like we, we have shown, especially on in the interior, and I think this has to do with the fact that Trey Hill uh, is just unexperienced. We've mm-hmm. already shown that we will give up some pressure on stunts and twists. So, you know, knowing that they have some good defensive ends and some effective defensive ends, I'm I'm really interested to see what that looks like. Yeah. Those are my those are my two big things. Yeah, what else you things? got?
1: I would like to see consistency in our receivers' blocking. I know that these last two games have been fairly simple, but I want to make sure that. Uh you know they remain simple because of good play, and not because our opponents aren't as good as they could be. And so, one of the things that I think is going to be really important is that we're keeping our our game plan flexible as as far as offense goes, and making sure that I want to continue seeing great blocks from our receiving core. Um, someone made a comment about that in a press conference over the weekend, or over the week, excuse me. And Kirby Smart's response was, "Well, you know." You're seeing it this way, but it's not happening as often as you think it is. It does; It's not as good as you think it is necessarily. And George Pickens was brought up specifically that his blocking could be a lot better and that he's just not committing as much as he needs to. And that could just be Kirby talking Kirby, but I want to make sure that this team is still playing the same way that we've been seeing them. And it's not just a fluke necessarily.
0: That That is real in the sense that it will be interesting to see. At, at this point, Georgia has played a very clean two games. You know, we had some stupid penalties uh in the first we had some stu- very 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 stupid penalties mm-hmm. in the first game but those really got cleaned up and there haven't been a lot of like and hold on knock on wood before i finish saying this <laughs> but there, re- there really have not been a lot of really bad stupid decisions by any of our players so far and and i don't mean that i don't mean in terms of like we haven't committed any penalties but there haven't other than like the one coverage bust that uh against uh murray state mm-hmm. that just looked dumb there really have not been a lot of times where it's just been like what the heck is this team doing and so and obviously that is not like a that's not a stats thing but that is something I think we need to be looking for is like to you know one of the hallmarks of the 2017 and one of the things that made them so good was that they just straight up like they absolutely did not make mistakes yeah you know what I mean yeah. they just didn't it was very and, rare and and so I just I'm really interested to see, what does this team look like throughout the year in terms of just a cleanliness like not only has this team not made a lot of mistakes they also have just looked really like composed every block seems to be made or and even if a block is not made there's a guy in the right place and if he just went, if he loses his battle that's you know that's that or if he doesn't catch the ball that's that so it's just really into, it'll be really interesting to see like how clean can this team how clean can this team continue to be all right that's me
1: Let's move into some over-unders real quick, and then we'll get into our predictions. Yeah, yeah. So we, we've talked this game over and over. I don't know how. <laughs> I just think it's really hilarious that with our Murray State game uh, show and our Arkansas State game, we've been able to pick it apart this much.
0: Yeah, we, we were like, hey, let's just get on and run a real quick one. And currently, I'm sitting at like 45 minutes, and we're not even into the questions. All right.
1: So let's move through this pretty quickly, then. Uh, I have okay. a few here. Uh, one of them was sent in by Ryan Clark, and I'm just going to use it because it's interesting. And it, it's uh, it, since this is a dress rehearsal for UGA, I kind of want to see this happen. But it's an over-under UGA's Havoc rate, 8.5. Eight? Havoc, no,
0: overall Havoc plays, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not rate. It's overall Havoc. But yeah. I'm going to say over. This is a team that, despite liking to run still uses a lot of spread concepts. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to come after him. I also just think we have a... I think I just think the team is better. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I know that's like... It's it's starting to sound kind of stupid, but one of the things that... And this, you know, obviously very, 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 very well could be just uh, small sample size bias or whatever. Uh But I it really does feel like to me that this team like i know it it sounds stupid and it's small sample size but i'm starting to really settle into my take that like this team is just basically more talented in pretty much every and if not every way in a lot of ways than last year's Mm uh
1: next one is i'm gonna go over as well i'm sorry i should have said that i'm uh i I think it's definitely gonna be over i think there we're gonna see a lot of a lot more nolan smith something i really liked about i'm gonna sidetrack us just for a moment something i really liked about that same press conference i talked about earlier is that if you want to know what the, the scheme is and what the game plan is, apparently you should watch Nolan Smith because what Kirby said about uh, Nolan Smith specifically is that he's super smart. He listens well. and Whatever the game plan is, he's going to run it and it's like he needs to run it. It's like built into him and like wired into his brain that he's like, I have to do the thing <laughs> and he does it often because he's very skilled and talented. So uh, I'm really mm-hmm. excited to kind of mm-hmm. see what happens with him. But the, the next piece is how about Arkansas sacks 1.5 over under.
0: Ooh, one point five. That's really good. I'm gonna say under tentatively. I just think that <laughs> I know, but this this is why I think if it has become kind of a meme uh-huh. that the coaches know, yeah. And this is not one of those things where there people can just exploit a lack of talent. Mm-hmm. To to me, it just speaks to you know, we really, really, really need to. We, we really just need to clean some stuff up and, and and a very young offensive line yeah
1: i'm gonna go over and that's only because i believe that when we do put the twos in hopefully because they want to rest them up for the big notre dame game sets and bennett might grab a sack or maybe two who knows who can say i think that Jake okay. gets no, sacked no, no. i, I, think, that, I yeah. think that's real i think that's really good uh the next one is garbage time over under garbage time. We're going to define garbage time. We just took a second off air to talk about it. We're going to define garbage time as any any time the game is running still over 24 points. Uh, and so the garbage time over under here tonight is 18 and a half minutes is what
0: I've got. So 18 and a half minutes in that garbage the game time is, is yeah. in garbage time. Yes. So it goes into garbage time at the end of the third and stays there is is basically what the bet is. I want to make it a little bit hotter. I'm going to make it 16 and a half minutes. Okay, 16 and a half minutes? Yeah. I think I'm going to take that. You're going to take I'm over? Say, I, think, I think I'll <laughs> take over on 16 and a half. <laughs> okay. Because I I, I I don't think that this is a good enough team to really... I think this is a good enough team to piss everybody off uh-huh. and make us worry, but I don't think that this is a good enough team to take us down to the wire. So what do you think we're going to halftime at? I think it may go into the halftime at like a ten point game. Okay. Where it's like we're all, everyone is super, super, super pissed off. Okay. Right. And then we come back out. Like you know how we did the thing in the in the first game where we were like, uh, well maybe we'll just screw. Or in this, against Murray State, we did the thing where we were like, well we can just like screw around mm-hmm. for a couple of a couple of possessions. I think we might we might not screw around, but we might screw around a little bit. And what ends up happening is that because of that, they get they they make it closer than it should be. Yeah, I'm going to take the over because I think they'll make it closer than they should be. And then separately, what will happen is that like they'll get in there after they'll get in there during um, halftime and Kirby will just like chew ass for Mm -hmm. 15 and a half minutes (laughs) (laughs) and then they'll come back out and have a really good game. Good. Okay. I'm going to say under
1: just for the sake of being different. Um, Over under 200 yards rushing UGA.
0: Oh, over, over, over with a bullet. I-, yeah. I would take that. I would, I would take the vig on that 100 percent of the time. Okay. Yeah. What are oh the were the last serious?
1: few rushing stat lines for the last two games? It was over 200 yards. It was like 256 for the last one, right?
0: Yeah, and so like on, yeah, it was uh 253 something like that, okay. and. This team has a better defense than the than Murray State, but their weakness has been rushing. Mm-hmm. And I think if they do enough to make it close, Kirby Smart will just get pissed off and just be like, "All right, run it down their throat." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think I think if I, I think if he gets pissed off enough to do that, which he might because I think they'll make it closer than he wants it to mm-hmm. be, that he'll he'll just be like, "All right, that's it. Screw this." Yeah.
1: Like I'll go over with you as well. I think that this is a game where we're going to allow big explosive runs and we might even see a couple of running backs over 100 yards each.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that this could be a really good game for somebody like, Bri- um, not Brian Harrion, but Zemir White. Yeah. Because I think this will be a game where we need his depth because it's a slightly better team, and he'll end up, you know, he, he'll still be playing smaller defensive players just like he has been in the last two way- weeks, and I think he'll just be really good. Yeah. I, I also think this could possibly be just like a super good breakout game for... um. Like James Cook uh, for, or Kenny James, Oh, actually, I was going to say, and I know this is not like, I don't know if it's possible for this person to have a breakout game, but I was going to say uh, Swift. Oh, yeah. Like the big game. Yeah. Like he's here. Yeah. Now. Like he has. Yeah. He has a game where I, I don't, I'm on the record of saying like, I don't think Swift is going to get enough usage to, mm-hmm. you know, do anything really with um the, to do, to do too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or to do too much in the Heisman race. But I do also think that he, has a pretty good chance to have a game or two where it's just like, okay, okay, I see you. <laughs> yeah, I see you. Uh,
1: okay, so big predictions for the game. This is a thirty-three point spread. It's being predicted thirty-three point spread. It is an over under of fifty-eight points. Where do you put the final
0: score at for this game? I okay. I here's here's what I think. I think this game will be like ten points, fourteen points close in the first and second quarter. I think we're gonna win this game. I'm not. I'm not gonna pretend anything different. But I do think that this team is talented enough to at least put some points up, yeah. and if they do that, then what's going to happen is that the t- this team, uh, Georgia's team, even because they are young, will probably end up just at-, at the very least tightening up a little bit as it gets tighter. Yeah. So that that's my that's the thing I think. So I think we might go into the end of the first quarter at- up like seventeen to seven, and like yeah, really, it's fine but everyone's going to be super pissed off about it Uh, you know what i mean so that's the that's the kind of game i think it's going to be so having said that i actually that actually makes me think we're going to cover more Uh because i think they'll they'll make it interesting enough that we get like super pissed off about it and then you know really lay the hammer down yeah so to me what does that speak to i think we're gonna have a good game rushing i think we like to run the ball so that makes me think that the final score is gonna be something like <sighs> I think we can score on them. The over under is fifty. I think we're gonna cover it. I think we're gonna I think we're not gonna cover the spread. I think we're gonna have this is gonna be like a forty five to seven. Yeah. Where they where they score an early touchdown. Actually, you know what? Let me let me that let me covers say, the spread just so yeah. Yeah, let <laughs> me say fifty fifty two to fourteen. Okay. And I think this the second touchdown is what's gonna really piss people off. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like what, did I do I predict
1: this team has two touchdowns or only one touchdown? Like that's that's where I'm but, stuck.
0: We'll at. see like how how much did the pick six piss everybody yeah. off? You know what I mean? I think that it's gonna be something like that where it's like it's probably Stetson Bennett and it doesn't actually matter, but it just everyone just gets really, really pissy about it. Mm-hmm. That that's that's what I think personally.
1: Okay. So what's your score? What'd you say? Uh 52-14. 52-14. Okay. Cool. Um I talked a lot about their pass rush and I think that they'll get one good drive to where they kind of stop us in our tracks. And then they, you know, UGA goes back to the sideline and and Kirby kind of loses his mind a little bit. And, uh, but on that drive, we still, you know, we'll kick kick a field goal. So that's the field goal that that Mm -hmm. hot rod gets for the game. So
0: (laughs) that's just, that's the one, one.
1: one. that's the one you get buddy. Uh, But I do think Arkansas state gets a touchdown. I think it's going to be earlier in the game. I think they get a few field goals, uh, but maybe not, they don't complete as much in the red zone. So I think this is like a 45 13 game, which puts it, it beats the over it. It's actually even on the over under and it beats the spread for me. So there. Cool. That's what I I think. That's good. That doesn't beat the spread. That's one point under the spread actually. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. 45 13 calling it now all right that's good let's get into like our uh, our favorite segment of the show and then we'll move these through these real quickly what do you say ask cbc let's hit it all right if you want to see your questions on the show make sure you tag us ask cbc hashtag uh the very first question comes from jeff malmquist yes i would like to know your thoughts on the realization that kirby himself depends on cbc for advanced stats analysis to give him another edge no he didn't expressly state cbc but come on we all know it's true does that add pressure to your podcasting <laughs> no and jeff is referencing uh, an article from the athletic seth emerson wrote about stats and analytics and it's very good you should go check it out at the athletic uh jim wood asks is arkansas state the best opponent georgia has played this season yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) we have answered that question extensively bryce objectively bryce comma at primordial goo asks how should uga fans feel about playing sunbelt teams or similar cupcake programs Arkansas State is decent, better than Vandy and SP Plus, but it really doesn't add much to the resume, quote unquote.
0: Um, I mean, it's just a fact of life. Yeah, that that's that's how I feel. I mean, I don't think. Uh, first off, I think that probably undersells how good Arkansas State is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm not saying. I mean, I just pre- I just predicted a thirty something point win, so you know, I that's not <laughs> that's I'm not. I guess that's not giving them too much credit. But I I think that it's just kind of the way the system works, and I think until somebody says to them that they have to like they absolutely just have to do x y and z then nothing's going to happen yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. until somebody says you can only play so many group of five teams which is never going to happen because the group of five is you know in fact part like theoretically arkansas state could go to the national championship they could. right and so as long as that is the case where it's just always going to be mm-hmm
1: uh, next question. You already answered this on Twitter, I know, but you can kind of give uh, an answer to the rest of the folks. But Alan Ivoroni asks, just read this and have a question. Most, if not all, of the analytics you cite on the pod are team focused, but are there individual stats you have access to that would help fans evaluate individual players?
0: Yes, and I am working on that right now. Well, I <laughs> I say that. That's hubris. I am not working on that. <laughs> However, uh, the good people at SBN Analytics, uh, there are. there's one really good stat out there that gives you a pretty good idea of that, which is called EPA. Mm -hmm. It's estimated points added. Basically, every play has an estimated point value Mm -hmm. added. So, like, if you get a first down you're more likely to score a point. Yeah. So that first down from the 20 is worth like 0.2 points. So what you can do is you can see which player is responsible for each play. And then you can add all of those up and see how many points they added to the game. Yeah. It's sort of like war, but from on a per game basis. So the long term plan, and by long term I mean hopefully next week, is to have it so that we have full EPA data in the season stat summary. Yeah. Um we do not currently have that data in-house like we have it in-house but it isn't integrated into what we've been doing so far but we're hoping in the next few days to also do that also i will say and this is just for you like stat degenerates out there who (laughs) care about this kind of thing we are also working on getting ranks like relative ranks put in uh right now that's like one of the next things i say we but it's really chad peltier um not me i'm just doing all the app puts and making the tables look nice but we're currently (laughs) working on getting the ranks to be in there so hopefully On a matchup basis, we'd able to be we'd be able to be like Arkansas State. Here's what their rank is. Here's all their stats. Here's what their rank is. Here's Georgia. Here's what their rank is, and everything. So then we can do real comparative analysis that's like easy to read. Right. Right now, I can give you all these stats in a vacuum, but I can't tell you how good they are with our stats versus the rest of the country. Yeah, but that is coming soon. I think EPA is like one of the coolest stats. I liken it to like a
1: salesman. How much does a salesman contribute to? Uh, business.
0: Yeah. yeah it 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 is it is wins above replacement yeah. for football for sure at least functionally that's about as close as you're gonna get yeah,
1: uh next question comes from ATA presidents Arkansas is not a state. I'm sorry, there was no article arkansas not a state
0: that's the question. uh yeah true that's true that's true <laughs> you know they they were they were doing they were doing this thing. They do this thing called the rooster cheer uh-huh. and they were doing rooster cheer auditions where they were just like they talk crap about the opponents. Uh-huh. And two of them were just like, Murray is not a state. <laughs> Murray is not a state. And I was like, All right, go on then. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> okay. All right, I respect I respect that. I respect go that. on. That's a true statement.
1: Herschel Skywalker. Thoughts on more plans to spend money on football program. Can only imagine it's positive, but wanted to get your take, clarifying that I'm referring to weight room and offices, not money in general.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's good. I wish and this is not directed at anyone in particular and I want I want to say that before I before I go. I do wish that there was a little bit more of a central plan for how we're doing this because I think just on a, from a purely opt- optics, you know, standpoint that it looks really good that Alabama has something like the Clemson standard, right? Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I mean, if you're asking me in a pure like vacuum for the the football team, it's obviously really good and yeah. it helps us be better. If you're asking me like what impact does it ha- do I think it has on society, like it obviously is awful, but you know I think it's really cool and I've seen I've seen the re- renderings, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, I'm 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 cool with it, into it.
1: Hey, I got a, a not really a question, but it was a comment from a friend of mine named Gabe and Gabe listens to the show pretty religiously, but he just wanted to say he was totally upset. There was not a reference to a team last episode being Mono Black in Magic the Gathering. So can you at least give Gabe a shout out for Mono Black uh, liken it to a team?
0: Mono Black is like to me it was like super weird, janky, like
1: does weird, weird stuff,
0: weird, weird and self destructive, mm-hmm. like you're using your own life a lot of the time. You know what Mono Black is? Mono Black is the high school offense that goes for it on fourth down every time. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have a punter. Nobody here can kick.
0: Yeah, it's like the A11 offense, right? Where it's like, uh, yeah, it works really well. It's weird as hell. Nobody. A lot of the times you win because people don't know what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's but, Their punter yeah. had
1: a soccer game that night. That's the high
0: school life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our, our punters had a soccer game for the last 25 years. <laughs>
1: Last question that I'll ask on this episode, Harrison. Et- wow, cool tweets. Uh, ask best George Pickens nickname you can think of in fifteen seconds. Go.
0: I took this. I took more than fifteen seconds to do this, and I already have a good one. Good. Uh, it is catch these hands, and <laughs> l- let me tell you why, George. George catch these hands Pickens. It's because George Pickens is the kind of name where, like, he's gonna find you in a bar in like s- central Georgia and tell you that you are about to catch these hands, uh-huh. and you are. It's like just a such a southern like ass-whipping name, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? George Pickens, and also, yeah, yeah. George Pickens is a dude who beats you half to death with an axe handle after you like <laughs> touch his sister. <laughs> and you know what? Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Mine was just uh,
1: I got George. uh, Oh, these old things, Pickens.
0: Okay, well, he's I like that shy one too. about it, but he, you know, he's humble. Yeah, enough, yeah, 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 yeah. But he knows what he's. Oh, got.
1: who? Who me? Who me? You talking about me all this time? That's it. Or. Something with his one hand. There's got to be a one hand in there, but it's probably going to get crude real fast. So I'm going to leave that alone. Yep. Yep. And there was also a very cheeky uh, R joke from Stephen Shaduin, which you can read through that because I don't know what any of it means.
0: Okay. I just want to say, Stephen, like I totally have used that function. <laughs> if, if if that's what you are wondering. I know that that's a, it was a joke, but I have yep. just for the record. That's how we're doing all of this Uh is like without Displayer you can't do without Disper you can't really do pipes and without pipes you can't do a lot of what we've done. Anyway. Damn Gina. There's there's your inside baseball for the day. That's our show. This has been Chapel Bell Curve. If you like what you heard today please subscribe on whatever podcasting app of your choice that you use. You can find us on iTunes Spotify or pretty much anywhere else that you get a podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us going forward, you can find us at chapelbellcurve at gmail.com or on all social media other than TikTok, because we don't hate ourselves uh-uh. at Chapel Bell Curve. We're gonna get talked into getting a TikTok, but whatever. Why would we get um, a TikTok? Whatever. <laughs> if you would like to if you would like to read more stats that we've been talking about, you can look on Dog Sports for the what advanced stats can tell us about Georgia. Uh, football column that i just put out i'll be putting that every out every week hopefully on either sunday or monday hopefully for my personal edification and survival as a human that will be on sunday and class credit for his uh, internship i am not an intern because <laughs> i have a job all right moving on yeah so we you can catch us in the classic city this weekend to face off against the red wolves but until then go, go dogs, dogs.